worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, we are talking about the top 10 wedding stress busters. Planning a wedding can be very stressful, especially for the bride, usually. Grooms are usually pretty mellow about it. And today, my guest Susan Sutherland and I are going to talk about the top 10 things you can do to reduce this stress. And not to sound like BuzzFeed, but number one may shock you. I want to welcome Susan back on the show today. She has joined me before. Susan Sutherland is the president of Just Events Group, which includes Just Mary, a wedding planning service at a bunch of different locations in Orlando, including at the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin. Welcome, Susan. Thanks so much. I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm hoping this will be helpful because wedding planning should be a wonderful time, but we all know there's a lot of stress involved. And even at Disney weddings or weddings planned by Just Mary, where you have a coordinator who's doing all the heavy lifting, there are other aspects of the wedding that if you let them, they can overwhelm you. So hopefully you and I can help people out with those. I certainly hope so. (laughs) So let's start with number 10. Make an indoor backup plan that you love just in case. Susan, can you tell me a little bit about this? Oh my goodness, yes. And as you can imagine, living in Florida and doing so many weddings in Florida, we deal with bad weather all the time, whether it be scorching heat, pouring down rain, hurricanes, you just never know. And it is so stressful for couples when they're thinking, oh, I've had this beautiful plan of this gorgeous, spectacular wedding outside. And then we have to go to them and say, hey, listen, there is a you know, 50% chance of rain. We have to move you inside. And it's stressful for us. It is so upsetting. The biggest devastation I see on brides' faces in particular is when they've been planning this gorgeous outdoor wedding and we have to tell them, you know, we're going to have to move in. So I think it is critical to make a plan B that you love just as much, just in case. I mean, we try and get everyone outside to where they want to be, but if you have to move in, you might as well absolutely adore where you're getting married that way as well. So tell me about some tips for that, because I know, especially with Disney weddings, sometimes you can go from the glorious Seabreeze Point to an ugly conference room. Is it about having decor that can be transferred to that site or... Yes, actually, that's a really good suggestion because so often couples will plan decor based on a structure that already exists outside, an existing gazebo or, you know, existing posts. If you make sure that you have an arch 
or pedestals that can be moved wherever you go, that's certainly helpful. You know, having aisle decor that doesn't require being driven into the ground, like shepherd's hooks were very popular. Well, you need grass to be able to drive them into the ground. So instead, opt for something that can stand either on a carpet or, you know, out in out in the grass where the wedding was going to take place. That's a good idea. And also, just to make brides and grooms feel better, often even if the ceremony has to be moved inside, if the rain lets up, because we all know how unpredictable weather is in Florida, you can always go back outside just to take photos at the site. And you see some lovely photos or even photos in the rain with an umbrella. I've seen a lot of great photo moments during inclement weather. Absolutely. And the biggest thing I try to remind couples is that, you know, the reason we have to move the ceremony inside is that it's really hard to get all of your guests to be able to dodge the rain. And I've had it happen where the bride is walking down the aisle and the sky opens up and then suddenly you have your grandmother who who walks with a cane trying to scramble to get inside and you have musicians and photographers trying to protect their equipment and it's so chaotic. It's much better to have the ceremony inside and then do exactly what you said, you know, walk around, take beautiful photos outside, even in the rain, because then it's just the bride and groom or the groom and groom or the bride and bride. And then you're not worrying about managing so many people. That's a good point. Okay. Now the next one, number nine, refuse to let small things or small minded people bother you. I kind of covered this in an episode called What to Say to the Naysayers, which was specifically directed at people who object to Disney weddings. But I think every type of wedding, there's always someone who has something to say about it. Yes, it really surprises me how maybe well-meaning people, maybe not so well-meaning people, I'm not sure, the jury's out on that. (laughs) Um, You know, they love to give little, what's the word I'm looking for? Like little digs about things, choices made for the wedding. I've had brides completely rethink their decor or what they're going to wear and all these little things that even though, you know, the couple themselves have fallen in love with something, they let other people get in their way. Or a a best friend decides to get engaged and then married just shortly before, you know, the couple's wedding day. And then, you know, they're upset because they feel like the thunder has been stolen. Those things should not bother you. You you concentrate on planning the wedding that you and your betrothed love and dream about. And the other stuff is just noise. It doesn't matter. You know, you can certainly solicit advice and you choose what to do with that advice. But the biggest thing is not to let it ruin the planning experience and not to certainly not to let it ruin the wedding day. Definitely. And as to little things, one of the pieces of advice that I've gotten from many brides who I've interviewed on this show is to have a sort of a cutoff time where you decide on the morning of the event, whatever happens starting now, there's nothing I can do to control it. And I'm just going to roll with the punches and everything's going to be great. And those brides have the best weddings or the best memories of their weddings because they didn't let little things that came up, you know, the flowers were slightly the wrong color or whatever. They didn't let them bother them. And that's absolutely true. But I, you know, in being on these message boards and things, I see that sometimes this aggravation can start, you know, a year in advance. They have a whole year of their future mother-in-law torturing them or their, or their mother or their sister, whomever. And it's not worth it. You have to just decide the two of us are in this together. You know, you're the person who, who they're engaged to that we're in this together, your islands and everything else around you. You just need to let it bounce off of you. 
Right. And that leads naturally into number eight, which is don't try to make every single person happy. You need to, as Susan said, decide what's important for you as a couple and stick with that. And the thing I like to tell people and that was told to me before my wedding was only you are going to remember this day in 20 years. So make it a happy memory. Your mom who's upset because you didn't play the wedding march or your dad who got grumpy because they had to go to Disney instead of a ballroom in New York. In 20 years, they're not going to remember all this stuff. You are. You're going to remember if you had to compromise, if you decided not to get married at Disney because everybody was pressuring you, or if it didn't turn out the way you wanted because you were giving in to all the different opinions of other people. That's absolutely correct. And it's just a time for you to have fun and enjoy the people around you. And if you need to set boundaries and say, listen, we appreciate your input. We'd love to see you there. This is how we're celebrating. Come or don't come. (laughs) then that's all you can do. Right. Yeah, definitely. Now, another great one for number seven, don't try to micromanage everything. And this is something else I often hear from brides that when they give vendors a general idea of what they want and then let the vendors do their specialty, they usually are happier with whatever it is they're paying for than if they tried to micromanage every single aspect of the color, the size, the shape, or whatever they're dealing with. Absolutely. And I've seen couples, you know, either brides or grooms on the day of the wedding running to check the ballroom, making sure napkins are folded correctly. These are itty bitty things. You you need to give people your instructions. If you are very passionate about certain things that need to be done, take pictures, give notes, but try not to have your hand in absolutely everything. If you're comfortable with the people you've hired, let them do their thing. And a really good example, I have a florist that I work with and she has brides who will go to her and say, you know, I want this specific flower and this specific look. And, you know, sometimes flowers don't look right. And so the florist, a professional one, will go and replace it with something better. And so if she's worried that you're going to be out there counting the number of roses or why wasn't this particular type of orchid or hydrangea in there, her hands are kind of tied. So you can really miss out on some wonderful quality work by trying to tell everyone exactly what to do at every moment for everything. Right. And that leads me to something that you see a lot, which is if you do have specific things that you dislike or you don't want to hear or you don't want to see, you can let your vendors know about that. It's just when you try to micromanage everything. So that's like the difference between giving your DJ a list, here are 200 songs and I want you to play all of these songs and nothing else, versus I really hate Achy Breaky Heart, don't you dare play it. And so then maybe that helps the DJ know, I won't play that song because she said no, and Maybe that's the type of music she doesn't like rather than I can only play these 200 songs. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. And and to that point, you know, particularly with the DJs, it may be that you decide in advance that you want these 200 songs played, but the DJ goes and plays number 10 on that list and the dance floor clears out. And then the DJ will play something else and sees that that gets everyone back on. So he needs to have the freedom to be able to back in and out of different types of music based on giving you a great party. Right. And I would say the same with flowers because sometimes the look might be created by six or seven different types of flowers, most of which you don't even know the names of. But if you just tell them, I hate parrot tulips or please don't put baby's breath in, I'm allergic to it, and then let them run with the rest of it, you're going to get something that looks great. Exactly. That's a very good point. So I'm not suggesting that you 
let your floors do anything and so all of a sudden you have carnations in there which you can't stand. Definitely make sure to express things that you really don't like and don't want to see and then let them do what they need to do. Exactly. That's the number one tip I get from brides and grooms that I interview is let Disney or Susan work their magic. They know what they're doing. Absolutely. So number six on the list of top 10 wedding stress busters getting in-room hair and makeup. There are numerous cosmetologists in the Anaheim area for Disneyland and the Orlando area for Disney World who will come directly to your room on the morning of the event. So you're not wasting time traipsing down to the salon in the resort, or if your resort doesn't have one, going out and finding a salon. Also, they have better hours than salons. They can come to you at 5 a.m. if you need it because you're having a 9 a.m. Epcot wedding and you have 15 bridesmaids and you all have to get done at the same time. And on top of that, you can also choose a specific stylist based on her portfolio instead of just when you go to the salon getting whoever happens to be on duty at that time. Yeah, I love that suggestion. We find that our brides in particular who have their hair and makeup done in their room are so relaxed. It's such a less stressful experience than worrying about, okay, how long is it going to take me to get to the salon? When do I need to get back? And then what happens if I put on my gown and something smudges? You know, you can have the in-room stylist stick around so your gown is on, make sure everything is sitting right. And why not pamper yourself? I mean, when else are you going to have a hair and makeup stylist come to your room? Right. Plus, you don't have to get dressed. <laughs> you can stay exactly. in your room. <laughs> Just be casual and relaxed, have a little something to eat. It's it's a beautiful, wonderful experience. I've done it myself, and it's it's wonderful. One extra tip about that, I have spoken to makeup artists who say that often what happens is they arrive and suddenly there are like two more bridesmaids or two extra mothers who they didn't know about. And when they try to work them in for hair and makeup, it makes the bride late. So just be sure that you give your stylist an accurate count of how many people you need to have services. Absolutely. So number five, top 10 wedding stress busters, ship your wedding gown to Carolyn Allen's Bridal and Tuxedo. This is if you're having a wedding in Orlando. There's a company, and I have a podcast where I interviewed them. They're called Carolyn Allen's Bridal and Tuxedo, and they're one of the companies in the area that will steam wedding gowns and bridesmaids' gowns and mother of the brides, and they also deliver tuxedos. But they uniquely have a service where you can ship them your gown, and they will bring it to you the morning of the event, all steamed and ready to go. Or if it's not quite ready to go, they will steam it in the room for you. And then you don't have to lug this ginormous ball gown through the airport, buy it a seat on the airplane, or stress about whether you're going to be able to get space in the overhead bin twice, once on the way out and once on the way back. You can just send it off and know that it will be there for you on the day of the wedding. Yeah, and I would also say that a lot of wedding planners will allow you to do that as well. And I know that you and I briefly talked about you know whether or not they should ship it to the hotels. And I suggested that shipping to the hotels can be a little scary. Some smaller hotels, it might be okay. But when you have a giant resort, you have to make sure that it gets exactly to the correct person. And that can be stressful. I have seen it happen where someone puts it in a closet somewhere and nobody knows where it is. So I would definitely make sure you have someone specifically responsible that it goes to and that person is accountable. But yeah, and not taking it on the airplane will save you a lot of gray hair as well. (laughs) You know, notice that in the example you're talking about, it's the hotel that screws up and loses the dress. I have never, in 10 years of doing this, heard of anyone having their dress lost by UPS or FedEx or even the U.S. Postal Service. I don't know, Susan, what your experience has been with that. Yeah, I haven't had it 
the shipping agent do it. I have had it and it's, I mean, not even technically lost. Someone just puts it in a really safe place that takes a little bit too long to find. So, you know, it always worked out in the end, but it's a lot, it's a lot of stress. Right. But another good thing about doing this is that at least Carolyn Allen, they will pick it up and send it back home for you. So again, you don't have to lug it back home. Now, Carolyn Allen has recently, they changed it so that in order to have them ship it back home, you need to pay them for cleaning or preservation. But if you were planning to do that anyway, this would be a good way to, again, not have to deal with the dress on the way back and just send it off on its merry way. Absolutely. The number four wedding stress buster do a first look. Now, I'm a huge proponent of this. I have a whole podcast about it. But basically, this is the idea where you and your future spouse meet before the ceremony, and it's just the two of you, and if you want a photographer or a videographer, to connect in private, where you can cry when you see each other for the first time, and you can talk about how great you look instead of being like deer in the headlights at the altar when you wait to see each other until the ceremony. This can be a wonderful option for people who have nerves. I've often seen brides who say, there's no way I can wait to see him at the altar because I will ugly cry and it will be in all my photos. I want to see him beforehand. And it's also great for those who are looking for an amazing reaction in the photos. Grooms, especially when they're unguarded, you can get some wonderful photos of their reactions when they first see you. And I remember at one of the Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings bridal showcases, David Tutera even talked about how he said something like 75% of his grooms aren't even looking when the bride comes down the altar or they're looking at the ceiling because they're nervous. And he is a huge proponent of the first look for that reason. Yeah, I actually have a videographer that I work with and he always seems to capture these great looks on the groom's face when the bride is walking down the aisle. And I asked him about that and he said, yeah, the secret is that I'm actually getting his face when he's watching the flower girls walk down the aisle because you know oh they're so cute and it's just this really big smile but oftentimes he finds that when he's just what you said when he's watching the bride come down the aisle he can't even look in that direction he's so nervous and anxious and emotional and so it's not such a pretty look I love 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 the first look I think the photos are romantic and everyone is easygoing it's it's wonderful and there are some other benefits of it, including that it streamlines your wedding day. So you could go to your own cocktail hour because instead of disappearing and deserting your guests for an hour after the ceremony while they sit around waiting for the reception to actually start so that you can take your photos, you've already taken all of your photos because you had a first look, you got to do all the poses, and then you went to the ceremony and you can go straight from the ceremony to your cocktail hour. You can also save money if you decide that you're going to skip the cocktail hour. We actually just went straight from our ceremony to the reception. We didn't need a cocktail hour because we were still with our guests. And so we didn't have to pay for drinks and appetizers and all those things that start to add up. Exactly. Now, all good advice for sure. So if you are interested in doing this, it's good to know that you're going to need to educate the chief objectors. Most of the time, the people who object to the idea of a first look are the groom and the mother of the bride. And usually it's because they just don't understand all the benefits and they haven't seen how great it can be. So have them listen to my podcast episode where I actually interviewed a groom who didn't want to do it. And then when he did it, he thought it was amazing and he was so glad he'd done it or show them photos that other brides and grooms have gotten. And I think it will help you lobby them. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, winning them over is a huge part of it. So certainly make a plan for that. So moving on to number three on our top 10 wedding stress busters countdown, 
get your Florida marriage license by mail. If you are getting married in Florida and you are not a resident of the state of Florida, you have the wonderful opportunity to save your precious pre-wedding time for other preparations by applying for your Florida marriage license online and having it sent to you through the mail. You can do this free through Brevard County in Florida, because in Florida you can get your license from any county, no matter where you're getting married in the state, and you will just pay the cost of the license, which right now is $93.50, I believe. There are some services that charge you $100 to $200 and make you jump through all the same hoops that you would jump through if you did it yourself through Brevard County, including getting it notarized, mailing things back and forth. And for that pleasure, they charge you money. So I would highly recommend, and I have a podcast episode where I interviewed an official from Brevard County talking all about how to do this process and get your license before you even get to Disney via the mail. Yeah, and it's such a wonderful time saver, although I will tell you that I'm a big proponent of using one of the services simply for the convenience and making it a little bit easier, and I find there are a few that don't charge that much more than the license. It's just a minimal amount, and it's so much peace of mind having someone on this end handling things and running around, especially if you're a last-minute planner, because you can get it as far as 60 days out, and I think that you should absolutely plan ahead like that. But if you're a person who likes to leave things for the last minute, it's definitely useful to use one of those services to get it expedited around. That's a good point. If you are doing it at the last minute, that will help. It just is always baffling to me why anyone would pay a lot extra, like $200, when they still make you go get it notarized. You still have to mail things back and forth. And maybe the only thing they'll do is bring it to you at the hotel versus you getting it in the mail before you leave. Yeah, I don't know. Either way you want to do it. But I've had lots of clients really enjoy using the service. And I'm sure also going through the Brevard County would be a wonderful option as well. But definitely plan ahead and enjoy the fact that you don't have to go running around Central Florida to get your marriage license when you get here. Exactly, because you're gonna have tons of other things to do. (laughs) For sure. We just have a few activities. (laughs) Okay, number two. All right, this one might be controversial, but forget the gift bags and the last minute DIY projects. Regular wedding guests, and that means people who aren't planning their own weddings, do not expect or sometimes even know about gift bags. This is not a thing to them. And I have seen too many brides heartbroken after spending hours on these adorable gift bags with coordinated this, that, and the other thing, full of all sorts of helpful things for their guests, find out that either A, the hotel did not even deliver it to their guests, or B, their guests got it and just threw it away or didn't say anything about it or didn't know what it was and left it in the room. And it's so sad because they put so much work into them. Oh, absolutely. And I'd say that about any DIY project. I mean, I've worked with so many couples where they've just piled so much on them that, you know, the bride is monogramming things and making her flowers and making favors and making gift bags. And she's got all this stuff and she has to figure out how to travel here with it. And it's just that can be so stressful that you're not getting to enjoy everything else. So if you have one or two DIY projects that you really want to do, do it way in advance. I would say Say to yourself, one month before the wedding is my deadline, and then everything else falls away. Whatever doesn't get done, doesn't get done, and I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah, that's really good advice. Because maybe you are someone who loves to DIY, and to you, the act of making the wedding welcome bags is an act of love for your guests, or doing these DIY projects is how you infuse your personality in the wedding, and that is awesome. I would just say be prepared for people not to appreciate the gift bags and be prepared to be super duper stressed out if you're doing DIY projects at the last second. 
Exactly. Okay, the number one of the top ten wedding stress busters, this might be controversial, ditch your bridal party. I have been following Disney weddings for 10 years now, and I will tell you that the number one stressor that I see people complaining about in message boards and in Facebook groups for weddings, it's not their mother-in-law, it's not their planner, it's not even the budget, it is their bridesmaids and their groomsmen. They are nothing but trouble. Now, (laughs) we all love our friends and our family, and I know even for me, as soon as I got engaged, my first impulse was... Who can I ask to stand up for me? Who can I ask to represent me and include in my wedding? And I wanted to run right out and invite a bunch of people. But you can show your friends that you love them by allowing them to enjoy your wedding and save them money that they would otherwise have spent on their bridesmaid's gown, on their hair and makeup, on travel perhaps, if they wouldn't ordinarily have been able to come to your wedding. I think that can be just as loving as including them as a bridal party member. They'll still come to your wedding. You'll still get to, if you want to have a bachelorette party or they want to throw you a shower, you can still do those things. You can all get your hair and makeup done together, but they don't have to buy an ugly dress that they're never going to wear again. (laughs) You don't have to deal with them not holding up their end of the bargain and doing all the things that a maid of honor should do or helping you with your DIY projects. And you can still be friends at the end of this. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I was just chatting with a woman who is now, I would say, probably in her mid to late 30s. And she said, oh, my gosh, I could do the movie 27 Dresses on my own. I've been in so many weddings. And when I think about all the money that I've spent on dresses and parties and hair and makeup and all this stuff, she said, that's something that people don't think about, you know, and and she never wanted to say no. And she said, I would have loved to just been able to hang out there and enjoy the party and not worry about photos and getting there early. And what are my responsibilities? So, and I think nowadays, People, it's fine. They have very small wedding parties or maybe one person stand up with them on each side. And very often we see the couple's children or the children that they've had from previous marriages who are part of the wedding party. And that's so sweet and beautiful too. So, but definitely I can say, I can agree with you that uh, ditching the wedding party saves you from another line of criticisms and selfishness and things that may come about just by dealing with all those other people. Exactly. And I like what you said about saving them money because not only do you save them money because they don't have to buy their dress and or their jewelry and all that other things, but you're going to save yourself money because suddenly you don't have to pay $150 for a maid of honor bouquet and you don't have to pay $75 for each bridesmaid's bouquet and you don't have to shower them with thank you gifts, which also can cost things or pay for their hair and makeup, which a lot of brides do. Absolutely. That's 100% correct. Now, the one objection I do hear is, but who's going to hold my bouquet when I get to the altar? And I can tell you, anybody in the front row will hold it for you. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And what a fun honor to give your mom or your future mother-in-law. You know, you can scoot down to the first row and, and hand it to someone there. So I agree with that as well. Well, Susan, this is great. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your top tips for busting wedding stress. As we said, it can be a stressful time, but it should be a wonderful time. So hopefully these will help brides and grooms reduce the likelihood that they have stressful moments when they're planning their weddings. Yeah, that's to me the most heartbreaking thing is seeing a stressed out bride and groom. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a celebration and you need to make sure that you do whatever it takes to let you enjoy every single minute. It goes by so quickly and then, you know, you just have those memories and you want to make them good and fun ones, not like I lost my hair because I was so frustrated by everything about the wedding. (laughs) 
Before we wrap up, Susan, is there a place where people can go to learn more about Just Mary and the Just Events group? Absolutely. Go to justmary.com. It's J-U-S-T-M-A-R-R-Y.com. And you can see all our beautiful weddings and the resorts that we work with. And, you know, we'd certainly love to help you come here to Central Florida to get married. Thanks so much for being on the show today, Susan. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me back. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at Passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at Passporter.com and Amazon.com.